what's up everybody uh, we are live this is 65 Lokes. i'm here with my guest wes salazar everyone welcome to the podcast welcome wes what's going on guys thank you edgar appreciate you having me on again man yeah so this is episode number uh 206 skill riders podcast uh covering model car culture from around the world um excited for this one because we got wes back on the podcast i got um to hang out with him earlier this year i'm out here and uh we we're hanging out in northern california i did get to miss you though when you were out in southern california um yeah. <laughs> when when you came back and dude you know um i, I want to start things off talking about you know the the trip out to northern california and in the west um mm-hmm. one of the things that was crazy is i really had no idea you were gonna come out to this show <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, what? Oh, damn. Like, you know, it wasn't until Instagram when I saw, um, you know, you posting that you mm-hmm. were like basically like on your way. And I was like, dude, like, that's awesome. Um, wh- When was it when you decided like, yo, I got to come out. I got to make that trip. Oh, that man, this year was actually kind of funny because uh, it was pretty much a last minute decision because I was actually trying to go back and forth between uh NNOS and Grand National uh, either won this year. And I was like, I don't know which one I want to do because I know certain people go to one, certain people go to the other. So, you know, be hit or miss who I I see. But it was kind of, it was literally probably like two weeks before I was talking to Al. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do both. So let's let's plan on, you know, driving up to uh, Northern California to do do NNOS again. And you know, we'll see because it's not every year that I go to NNOS. It just depends on how how things work out. You know. Yeah, was it was it like tough to find tickets though, like last minute? Uh not really. Um, at that time, because I think cause Southwest was, Southwest was still kind of coming off of that Christmas fiasco they had, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it really, it really wasn't too hard to find tickets. They're actually pretty decent price, so. Because uh, flying, see, for some reason, flying into LA seems to get a lot cheaper, you know, every so often. So that's usually about the time when I try to get tickets to go. And I literally made made the reservations for that and for the Grand National Show all at the same time. So it was all said and done in one shot. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, because um, you know, when I when I saw that you were you were out, I was like, dude, that's that's dope. And I had a feeling that you were going to be out here with Al Camacho because I know you guys have talked about it before, you know, you guys traveling, going together to like the shows. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it it wasn't until like, you know, you guys that day, you guys were ready to head out the Friday. And then Mm -hmm. I was also like planning out and then, you know, we were texting each other and I was just like, oh, dope. They're on their way, too. And I had to bust a mission that day, man, because I had to wake up early. I had to load up um, merchandise into the car. And then my daughter was even in the car with me. Part of the trip, oh. like, I had to drive I her up that. to my parents' house and drop her off for the weekend. And and then my friend uh, who was riding up with me, he also, like, lives maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes away from there. So I was like, all right, I'll pick him up and then. Now I'm in. Now I got two options. I either I either take the one on one freeway all the way up, or I take the five, right? Yeah, but, I remember that conversation because you were you were kind of <laughs> debating on which one to do. 
Yeah, dude. Because remember the what was it the week before? There was so much rain and there was like closures and there was all this drama going out with yep. with, with the water. And and I was just going like, man, like I don't want to go a route that next thing you know, I got to turn back around halfway. You know exactly. And I was like, dang. But when you told me that you guys were on the five, no issues, and you guys were like halfway. And you were like, dude, just take the five. I was like, all right, yeah, I gotta do it. Yeah, because that that was the crazy thing. Like we we got up early. We I think we got up at like seven. We were on the road by seven thirty. You know, Al and Al lives down in uh, Wilmington, down by the by the ports down in LA. And so we gave ourselves like two hours to get up to the pass. But literally, there was for for whatever reason. There was no hardly any traffic on a Friday that early in the morning for some reason. And we made it up to the pass of like an hour, hour and a half. Where we gave ourselves like two, two and a half hours. So we, we were just flying. And that's what that's what we text you. It's like, hey, dude, there, there ain't anything going on. Just take the five. Just get up there. And, you know, you know, it just it was a lot quicker route. But I'll tell you what, you did see the effects of the rain with those potholes, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it, it's true. Um, you know, I, I felt like the trip up there this time for me was a bit different because I, I, you know, from previous years when I've gone, um, I always, it always felt like, like rushed, like quick, like get there, go to the show, show's done. All right, let's go home. Like, yep. it felt, it always felt, but this time was different. Um, I don't know if it was maybe, uh, because of the planning or, or what, but I just, I just felt very, even the commute. Um, you know, chopping it up with my homie on the way up, it didn't even seem like a long drive. And even before I was like, oh man, that's going to be like five, almost six hours. That's a long drive. But once we were on the road and, and we were like heading out and, and halfway point and then already there, I was like, dude, this wasn't even that bad. Yeah. It, it was kind of the same way for us too. Cause you know, we've, we've done the, as you remember, I think the very first podcast we talked about al and i did the day up and day back in the same same day trip and that was hell you know yeah. but this time i mean we planned it out better i mean we've done it a couple other times since then but you're right this time just seemed a lot easier a lot more chill laid back i mean we got up there friday with like before that pizza night thing like with four or five hours to kill so we were just kind of chilling driving around you know, seeing what was around there and stuff. And it, it was more laid back, like you said, just didn't seem rushed this this time, which was really nice, actually, for a change. Yeah, and, and even, like, once we got to, like, our hotel checked in and everything, um, it was, like, we still had, like, some hours to just kind of chill and kill it, too. So we were mm -hmm. like, All right, let's, let's just head over there. Because, I mean, it, it starts, was it at 8 or 7 when it started? I can't remember. I think right it was seven. I think it was seven. Uh, oh, yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. seven was, something like that it was, it was early and i was like let's just let's just go you know and it was cool because a lot of people were, were there like at that time when mm -hmm. you know to to set up and i mean it, it wasn't as packed as that first time that was done you know before the pandemic right right but it was still it was still kind of cool though like everyone getting together and um hanging out you were able to see the cars up front like there was like you know, that room there for that. And then just, you know, it, it's like props to Alex for doing this because um, it, sure. it, it adds it adds to the trip, you know, of 
instead of just going to NNL and then that's it, it's like, no, you got something else to look forward to as well, like the night before. Exactly. And and that too, and it's it's a small, you know, like you said, it's at a pizza place. So it's it's a smaller environment. You can talk to people easier, you know, kind of just chop it up with everybody, you know, have have some grub while you're there and a couple beers or whatever you want. And it's like, you know, like you say, get to see everything up close, take take good photographs, and then just kind of just you know, find out more about the builds and stuff with people because you can talk to everybody a lot easier. You know, you don't feel rushed like at a show. Like, you, you, there's no vendors to go look around at or anything like that, you know? Nah, yeah, it's true. And, and you know, there, there was a couple friends of mine that came out also, like, to hang out, and that was nice, you know. They were, they were planning on going to NNL, but, you know, even just being able to have another day to kick it with them was, oh, like, yeah. was pretty dope. And, and even I felt comfortable because, it, like you said, it wasn't like a setting where, where it's like I'm it's like I'm bending either you know mm-hmm. like, like I'm just hanging out like there you know I was able to like take photographs and ask questions about stuff so it was, right. it was really neat and then congratulations too man you you ended up taking that night with the the award can you show us um the, yeah uh, the award I, I figured I figured you might bring that up so I kind of I put it I brought it over here put it off to the side but uh yeah the, hopefully this shows up good on camera the uh the slice of the West, uh, best of show for the uh, Nissan Z. Uh, I was really, really surprised because there was a lot of good stuff there that people brought out. And, uh, you know, Alex came over at the end of the night and said, hey, congrats, man. You got this for the Z. I'm like, OK, sweet. You know, and it, it's pretty cool, man, because it's it's a one of a kind handmade and hand painted uh, trophy. So it's it's pretty badass. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That's that's definitely like a memory piece right there that you'll always have, you know, especially with like all the different awards that you've gotten through the years. But you have this one here. That's like a special one. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's uh, obviously there's no other. I don't have any other award like it. And it's 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 pretty cool, man. It's just it's got a special spot in the uh, uh, not in the room here, but in the hallway with a, a lot of the other awards. So. Yeah. it's uh it's pretty cool man it's i was very honored to get it and you know it's just like like i've said before any award i'm I'm always honored and a lot of the time surprised to be honest with you so <laughs> yeah and t- tell us about the nissan z i mean that was one of the the newest models uh like well latest releases from tamia that had just came out and you managed to you know get your copy and start working on it right away um yeah. How was it from that period, like when when you got it up to that point of like, hey, I'm gonna get this done to bring it out to California? You know, honestly, even before I actually got my hands on it, I already had the idea to do it. Um, when I saw they were gonna were they were gonna uh, issue it, I, I kind of did the same thing when they came out with the uh, the GR Supra back in 2018, 2019. Um, I saw that kit and i'm like i gotta do it i gotta do it up the way that i would and then with the z it was the same thing okay i gotta get this done and when i i, I wasn't at that time i wasn't sure if i was gonna go to nnos but i'm like i did it with the supra and i brought it out to 2019 2018 2019 nnl west and it was the only one on the table of the brand new release of the kit so i'm like you know what? i gotta do the same thing with the z and sure enough somehow i got it done i think in like three weeks even with doing all the modifications to it and it was the only one at the table there that 
NL West again. So it was kind of cool, and there's something that stands out. But I added a lot more stuff to it than I originally planned, just just to make it stand out and make it unique, you know. But it was a uh, it was pretty cool. I just like I said, I had the idea before it even came out, and unfortunately now I need to get like two or three more because people are starting to release wide body kits for them, but. <laughs> You know, it was it was kind of cool to put my own little flair on it before a lot of other people started to. Yeah, I mean, it, it that's interesting right there, um, you know, busting out with it and just it's almost like you're creating your like tradition sort of of like getting like the newest release and bringing mm -hmm. it out uh, to a show uh, right there. And I mean, obviously, it, it adds pressure. You know, did you feel that pressure? Like, dude, I got to get this done. Oh yeah, there there was a lot a lot of pressure, especially in the uh, the last week and a half leading up to NNL West, because not like it, to me, it kids I never have any problems with whatsoever, or at least not any major ones. But it, especially though, if you're trying to get it done for a deadline, it always just seems to add that little bit more pressure to it. And even if it's a kit that goes together flawlessly, you're still finding yourself like, oh man, I got to tweak this, I got to do this. Oh wait, that's not sitting right. And, Especially because uh, I did the stance look on it, which we'll get, I'll show it here in a little bit, but with the, uh, the camber wheels, which is the same thing I did with the Supra. And it took about an hour and a half, two hours to get the wheels to sit flat, which I know a lot of people that see this, they're going to crack jokes because they can say, I can't put wheels on straight on imports, but uh it's uh <laughs> I did, uh, I did the camber look and it looks, it looks clean, but it took, a while to get it to sit flat and the whole time i'm like dude i'm running out of time here it shouldn't take this long you know but it, it, it's all good it got done so yeah do you ever have run into this issue where like um when you're doing the mock-up process where the centers of the wheels you haven't mm -hmm. even put them yet onto the ring but you're trying to see how you're gonna mock this up and it keeps falling out or just oh yeah loosen and like when i started getting into it doing that I started to think like, man, am I the only one? Because I would see people's <laughs> posts on Instagram and everything looks clean and like put together. And I'm mm -hmm. like, are they like, I don't see tape. Like, what are they using? Are they really gluing it and then popping it off? And then I started asking people and they were like, oh, no, I have I have that problem sometimes. So mm -hmm. I was wondering if you if you had that happen to you, too. Oh, yeah, quite quite a bit. I mean, I try to mock up stuff you know all the time all the way to wheels and like certain other pieces motor pieces all that and a lot of times i'll try to use tape it doesn't work out as well um i have this other stuff called uh like blue tech it's supposed to be like poster board it's almost like uh it's not silly putty but it's like a tacky blues uh like clay like thing that actually holds parts together um so every now and then i'll put like a little little piece of that on the back of something to hold it but the wheels it's almost indefinitely they always end up seeing seem like they fall apart you know before you try to glue them together so it's kind of a pain <laughs> yeah can, can you show us the nissan z we want to uh, check that out yeah let's uh let's see here try to figure out the best uh lighting here see if i can flip this around real quick there's a good shot of the uh kits and stuff in the background there um <laughs> let's see all right so here we go so yeah this is the uh tamiya nissan z uh 400z if you want to be correct with it but 
the uh, carbon fiber roof addition, uh, carbon fiber gauge pods. I don't know if it's going to show up in the lighting, but the front lips carbon fiber. And then uh, the back right here is another carbon fiber piece with the uh, anodized uh, exhaust tips. And then you can see the, uh, the stance there, the wheels cambered, uh, 20 inch uh, BBS uh, wheels all the way around. And uh, the color is, uh, it's a Mercedes, Mercedes green, uh, custom mixed by Splash, uh, Splash Paints. And luckily I got that, I got that to him in time because that was another, uh, another deadline uh, trying to get the color in time for the show. But um, it's got air ride. You can kind of see through the window in the back there with the air tank and compressors. Um, deleted pretty much any chrome or any type of polished surface. Everything was either bronze painted or aluminum. Uh, the wheels are our BBS gold from Splash as well. And then the interior, it's kind of hard to see the interior, but one thing uh, I will say, anybody who's looking to build this kit, it is probably the most detailed and separate piece interior I've ever, I've ever done. Uh, the dashboard is like seven or eight pieces. The each seats, four pieces, the door panels are five, six different pieces. So it makes it easy to paint but it's also just makes it a little more challenging to uh to put together but let's see the lighting's not the greatest but yeah that's pretty much it right there so it was a fun kit to do i enjoyed it another shot there of the carbon fiber roof that's uh scale motorsports uh bronze carbon fiber not the uh, not the clear and put over paint. That's actually uh, actually bronze. So it's pretty cool, man. Like I said, it was a it was a fun build, and uh, I enjoyed doing it. Man, that's dope, dude. I uh, I just it, it looked good too. Like the lighting, so it wasn't that bad. We really got to see, especially what you were showing on the back window, like the pump setup and all that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember the the night of the of the gathering you know you were you were telling me about it we were checking that out and it's just it's so neat that you added that in there you know um you were saying man sometimes things like this you don't you know you don't get to see them but mm -hmm. once you start looking in there more it's just like it adds more to the car like damn he went all out on that part oh yeah it, it's a little little i guess you want to call them like hidden easter eggs and stuff like that it's uh that's cool. I try to add something like that to every build that I do. And like I said, I wish I wish you could see the interior more because there I did a lot of painting on that, like separate panel pieces. And, you know, there's the green is incorporated in the seats and the in the dashboard and the door panels and all that. But it it's hard to see, you know, just because it's such a small car and then all the windows are enclosed or, you know, on there as well. So. But it, it's a it's a fantastic kit though, man. It, to go together, it's just I had a blast doing it. And like I said, I'm probably gonna end up with about two or three more to yeah. try out the different wide bodies for it. So damn, that's gonna be crazy. That lineup, I could already imagine it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and then you know the the carbon fiber, the color, the the choice, everything just flows really good. 
Thanks, man. One of the interesting things that I saw, and then you also mentioned, was just you know the separation of of some of the parts, like the seats. Mm-hmm. And, um, like all that pretty much helps, especially it saves you like the time for back masking and all that, right? For separation of colors. Oh um, yeah. During the build. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely made it a lot easier to paint. Um, you know, it it half the time for what it for what it was, which when you when you're doing something for a short in a short period of time like that, it, it helps out quite a bit because, like you said, no masking, nothing like that. Um, for those that want to check out, I do have interior pictures as I was building it. They're on my Instagram page. Um, you can go back and check them out because I did take detailed photos of the uh, of the interior before it all got put together. Right on, man. And um, how were you feeling after the, uh, you know, after the pizza night? Like, were you now more excited? Were you more pumped for the NNL West the following day? Oh, yeah, I I that I think just added more to it, just kind of like, oh shoot, like, all right, cool, let's let's you know. I think we got back to the hotel after the pizza night. I think I got maybe like maybe three four hours sleep. <laughs> yeah, but um, which for me that's that's usually enough. But um, yeah, my mind was just racing and stuff, and if you know, just kind of on a, a little bit of a high for that. But it 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 definitely added to the uh, to the anticipation factor for the next day for sure. Yeah, because like, not only did you bring one car, you brought another car you busted out with. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I brought out uh, another highly anticipated one, the uh, the collaboration build between me and uh, uh, Splash Paints for the uh, Harlequin F-150 or F-100. Yeah, the Harlequin. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that, uh, that was a trip, man, because that was another one that was actually... It should have been done back because Sam and I had talked about going to the Acme NNL in Atlanta back in November with it. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to come out with that for that one. And I kind of missed the deadline with that. So that was actually one of the deciding factors with me coming up to NNL West was I can get this truck done in that time. Sam's going to be there. And what better way to debut it and and have him see it in person because i have the truck ultimately at the end of the day but i wanted to see wanted him to see it in person and you know get the feel for it and that truck got a big response from a lot of people that i was not expecting because you know it's one of those things that those that know it's the paint schemes based off of a 80s volkswagen golf and it's multicolored four four different colors and Sam came out with that that line for splash paints. It's a set, uh, all four colors. And he hit me up and said, "Hey, I want to do this. I want to. I want to showcase the set, but I don't want to do the traditional Volkswagen Golf." And I said, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And we threw back a couple a couple ideas back and forth at each other. And ultimately, he he came up. He's like, "Well, why don't we do the." Uh, the Foos F100 kit, the 56, I think it is. And they're 53, whatever. But, um, he, uh, (laughs) my initial response was something I'm not going to say here on live on live on YouTube, but, uh, cause those that know that truck has so many curves, so many different panels. And as I'll show here in just a few minutes that 
the masking alone was probably the longest part of that build because every panel of the truck is a different color <laughs> Dude, yeah i mean it look it looks crazy like you know sometimes i go back on my photographs i took of it and i just trip out you know on the colors like every mm -hmm. color is just like it comes at you you know mm -hmm. and i'm just already thinking like dude like i don't know how this dude did it like how do you how do you decide this panel's gonna go this color that panel's gonna go that color oh and it's like dude it, that was a process um for, first of all let me say thank you too to you for letting me display it at your booth at the show because that, that was pretty awesome as well no you know? thanks man no it was cool yeah. like yeah there was a lot of people that cruise by and they were giving compliments like just you know looking at mm -hmm. it and looking at everything else but that was like a side on the table where they were just hanging out and like looking at it <laughs> like yeah you know. yeah and, and that and that was the coolest thing man like i said seeing the reactions because the amount of time that went into planning that like like we were talking about it took i think let's see one or two nights i actually sat and actually wrote down on every Again, this is on my Instagram page, but on every panel of the truck, I wrote down what color I wanted to be, took photographs of that. So when I started masking it, I could go back to those photos and reference, okay, this panel is going to be this color. This one's this color. And that way I didn't end up painting something that was going to be the same color. Or, you yeah. know, because trust me, when you're doing something <laughs> like that, you have to make sure you're on point with it because. Otherwise, you, I actually ended up having to redo the bed of the truck, mm -hmm. um, and actually ended up having to get another another bed because I didn't want to sand and redo start over every every everything I had done. Because mm. and, and I actually got the the funny thing is I actually have the other bed sitting over here right now because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Probably yeah, just yeah. end up re, re, repainting it. But <laughs> you had to you had to dig back into the catalog and bust out another one. Oh my god, trying to find those kits is insane. Yeah. You know, or and let me let me rephrase that. Trying to find one's insane. Trying to find one for a decent price is even more insane. Even more. It's you know. because I mean, you know, it's like when they come out, you see them everywhere, right? Like mm -hmm. back then. Like cool, and you see them and you're like, ah, whatever. You know, I got already got my the ones in my stash. I don't need more. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh damn, what happened to those cars? And then right. they, start, they start going up in that secondary market and you're like dude like it's almost it's almost like at some point you have to buy extras to get to a point where now you just have to trade with a friend like exactly like, let's just yeah, trade it, at this point and that and that's the crazy thing because i know <laughs> i try i try to get at least two or three of a, of a new kit when it gets issued or reissued in a sense sometimes um but yeah that secondary market right now is just it's it's insane i actually just got a package today from eBay as much as I hate to admit it of a, of a sealed Revell 63 Impala that I actually managed to get for like 35 bucks total. Damn. So really? I, that's dope. That's crazy, dude. I yeah, see the 63s back then um, at Michael's all the time. And, mm -hmm. and every time um, I would go in there, I would just, you know, get one, get one, get one. And I had so many of them. And then eventually, um, I was just like either trading friends or someone would be like, "Oh, I need one," or "I have one," you know. Mm -hmm. 
And then later, like, you know, everyone has one and it almost became kind of like whatever, sort of. But I was like, dude, it's a 63. Come on. Like, I always wanted a 63 back in the day and I could never get one. Now I have a bunch of them. And exactly. And then I finally, like, I built a couple of them back then. And then uh, I remember Joe Altered Works started to Mm -hmm. say, yo, they're not going to come out with them. So if you see them, buy them, buy them because they're they're done. And like yeah. who knows when they're gonna redo them or what? And and he was right, man. I didn't see him anymore. The same same thing with the sixty threes and then the sixty fours. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing. If I I try to find those for a decent price, and yeah, it's hard to anymore. I mean, I have plenty. Don't get me wrong, but you know, the sixty three is one of my favorites, and I, the sixty four kit just builds up very well, in my opinion. So. I love doing them and it's like, no, I got to get more, but you know, you got people asking 60, 70 bucks for those kits. I'm like, I never thought I'd see that, you know, but I guess I'm sitting on a gold mine for whenever I decide to either liquidate everything or uh, retire one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? For real. That's crazy. Let, let's, uh, let's take a look at the Harley Quinn. Yeah. Let me uh, set it up here first. Cause so let's see, let's go back to the clip here. So yeah, here is the Harley Quinn F100. So pretty much, like I said, everything here, every panel has been painted a different color. Um, and these colors are very, very, very accurate to what uh, the real ones are. So. Shout out to Sam for creating the, getting the formula right for everything for him because they look awesome. And then let's see the back here. So, and I don't know how well the interior is going to show, but even the interior is, everything's a different color. So the dashboard, the steering wheel, steering column, all the way to the seat inserts actually have a different color. And then let's see if I move it here, take the hood off. Even went as far as to do the entire engine bay and the engine. Uh, every single piece of the engine is a different color. So there is some aluminum stuff thrown in there, you know, the pulleys, the air clean air cleaner, some photo etch wiring, and then the interiors. I didn't want to make it look all the different colors so i ended up doing a little bit of black in there too just to kind of break it up same thing with the door handles and stuff they're aluminum uh just just to break up the uh monotony of it there's a shot of the underside of the truck so aluminum frame the wheels are by z-force z-force max on uh instagram shout out to ryan for those because they're pretty badass um and it was cool because trying to find the right set of wheels for this truck to actually do to paint all different colors was actually kind of difficult so to have some big and little uh dog dish or steely wheels like this actually worked out perfectly for it and uh really came out clean i actually had intentions of putting the uh the ford hubcap on the center of the wheels but it actually looked too uh, clunky when I did it, so I decided to leave that off. 
but uh and there's the uh reflection shine as everybody likes to see when i post but yeah overall man this uh came out awesome uh would i say i would do this again maybe not <laughs> or if i did yeah. or if i or if i do do it again it'll be on something with a lot flatter panels yeah but... <laughs> dang yeah dude it looks like a lot of work man it looks dope um <laughs> you know you were talking about the shine man that is something that i always like admire and i like to see when you show the cars at the reflection and mm. tell us that process like when you shoot your clear and you're getting down to all right we need to we need to polish this or get it to shine at that point because i know a lot of people want their cars to have the shine but they might be a little hesitant or maybe they don't know like what to, mm -hmm. to at least try to get it as close in getting started yeah and the, and the thing is is not nothing's ever going to be perfect i mean even my stuff's not you know 100 flawless if you will even though people want to argue and say it is but um no the so the process after after the sec after the last coat of clear basically it's let it let it cure um depending on what clear you're using 24 hours 48 hours depending on you know if it's rattle can if it's urethane if it's urethane it's usually good to go in about 24 48 hours to start polishing um then of course too if you have something that you can actually cure it in like a like a dehydrator or something that actually speeds up the process then that'll that also helps but um once the last coat of clear goes on it's basically a wet sand from i start with 4000 a lot of people start with like 3200 um but i i usually start 4000 because unless i have some like real heavy dust or something in the paint which happens but not not as bad as a lot of it's usually it's just real small stuff that 4000 grit can get out um i'll go from 4000 6000 eight and all the way up to 12,000 uh knock the shine down which is what you want so as you're getting rid of the imperfections in the in the paint and the clear dull the whole surface by the time you get back to 12,000 grit you, the shine should start coming back you'll have a little bit of swirl marks in it but then that's where the compound uh takes those out the polish takes the remaining stuff out and then ultimately, if you want to put a wax on the car, you can. It, it doesn't actually help with the shine. It's just more of a protectant, basically. But, you know, it, it's it's in that process with the compound and the polish is where it makes the difference. Because a lot of people think that you just you can put on one one or two applications of, of compound and polish and it'll magically make everything go away not the case um honestly on my stuff i do a minimum minimum of four to five applications of each one and that's by hand getting it to you know really work it into the to the surface to get those scratches out get those swirl marks out and ultimately you know usually that's about the amount of time it takes or amount of applications it takes to get that out um and by the time that's done, usually you see the results that I that I post. And like I said, it just it it just takes the time. You have to know what you're working with, and 
you kind of have to come up with your own process. Like as I, as I've always said before, I can lay the building blocks for you, but ultimately you have to find your own way of, of making your own process, making it work for you, you know, and that's ultimately what it comes down to because anybody can get the results that I do, but it's just, a I've just perfected it over the last 20 years, you know? <laughs> so, and yeah. then painting, and then painting uh, one-to-one stuff, too, also helps. So, <laughs> Yeah, dang. How, how long has it been now since you've been doing that? I know we've talked about it in the past, but, um, I mean, time is flying by. I always wonder, like, how long you've been doing that now for? Uh, this year, this August, will be three years. Oh, now. damn. Yeah. So I'm still still relatively new to it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know, like, for example, I mean, we were talking about earlier before we went on here that, you know, I've I've been in the booth all week this week so far. And it's, uh, it's, it takes a lot out of you, man, when you're going back and forth, it's almost a nonstop process. So, yeah, but, uh, no, it's, it's been, yeah, almost three years and it's been going great. I, I got no complaints and I'm enjoying every bit of it, man. Doesn't really feel like a job to me. Yeah. I remember, uh, my homie, he has like his, uh, his shop where he paints and he fixes cars Mm -hmm. and, I remember hanging out with them and and he would be like, all right, we're going to do a clear coat session on this car or, or this door or whatever. Right. <laughs> and then he'd have the booth set up and I'd be in, you know, in there with them or whatever. Like he'd do it up. And then after we would hang out like chilling and then I'd be like, all right, man, I'm going to take off, you know, later on. Da, da, da. And he'd be like, he'd be like, hey, before you go to sleep, he's all make sure you drink a, a glass of milk. And I'm like, <laughs> a glass of milk. Why? He's like, oh, it's because like we're clear coating. And um, I think I don't know if it was because it was uh I can't remember if it was your thing or we're using the PPG, the water base mm-hmm. uh, clear, but he was just like, Yeah, you want to get the clear out of your system. And I'm <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he's like, No, yeah, for real. And I'm like, all right. And then I did go home and I drank uh, a glass of milk, but I don't know, I don't know if that's true or it's just uh, a myth. I you know, I think it depends on how, if you're, if you're doing it every day, I could see that, you know, mm-hmm. um, like if you're clear coding every day, cause I've noticed at the end of the day, this, as funny as it sounds that urethane clear actually works very well as a, it, it, if it dries in your hair, it works like a hairspray almost, you know, and it, <laughs> it is funny as that sounds, but it, it, at the end of the day, I think it's just a matter of how, how, how often you're doing it. So like for us, you know, we have seven or eight different people that can paint and we rotate out every week, basically. So we're only in there for a week at a time. But, it, you know, you even using all the respirators and stuff like that, you can still kind of get get some intake. So I, I could see where that would be true, but I've never heard of it, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's like it's crazy because uh, even just like airbrushing, you know, clear coating, like I'll put on a 3M mask. Mm-hmm. And, and even if I tighten everything, the back and then the front, I can mm-hmm. still get a little bit of like, um, like the smell in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe I need to like shave my beard or, or, or something. <laughs> so I can have it like seal tight. But right. I'm like, nah, I'm only cleaning for a little bit. I don't want to do that. You know, like, sh- well, and that, like my face. That. Well, and that's, a, and that's a funny thing, because, I mean, I'm one to talk right here. But, you know, it, it, it does help 
with that, but mm. at the end of the day, I mean, even even if you're clean shaven and it's sealed, you're still gonna get a little bit of uh that that effect of it, yeah. you know. So but yeah, to anybody out there that uses that stuff, dude, please make sure you're using a respirator because especially if you're using urethane, because it is it is pretty potent stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it is. And um, I want to give out some shout outs to uh some of the the viewers right now uh let me see yeah. i'm gonna scroll in here because it in the in the chat room i see northwind customs uh Ryan, what's up bro scale model cars slowly models all the way in australia yo what's up man we also got d block tie all the way from guam wow okay and um and then also uh shout outs to uh bobblehead scale rod shop <laughs> what's uh, up bill and then al camacho <laughs> as well i see he's on here too yeah hey, i appreciate y'all tuning in man yeah yeah so like um you know we're live right now but also um you know this recording is going to be coming up as as the newest episode on the podcast so if you guys listen to the podcast regularly just through the audio uh through the apple podcast um and spotify uh please look at the description of this video because there will be a link on there so you can go back and see this video because wes is showing us some of his builds as well so this way you can get a visual um you know but for you guys that are that are tuned in um what's up and you know if you guys have any questions for wes if you guys want to um you know note them there on the light on the chat and then um i'll, I'll read them off uh to him at some point um during the, this recording and um let's see here so after the um the nnos show um when you came back down did you just fly back home or or were you here for because i want to get to the grand national uh roadster show but mm -hmm. you were only here for a small period of time right in that trip yeah the uh so for uh nnl west we drove we drove back down saturday night uh got home again seemed to be a pretty quick drive we got back home about 10 30 at night 11 which is actually a pretty good time but um and then yeah i literally turned turned around next morning and had a flight out at like seven o'clock in the morning and uh was back home for a week and then uh, the following, the following, uh, the following two weeks, I think it was between NNOS and Grand National this year. Uh, so a week and a half, I was back home, and then uh, flew back out for uh, Grand National a week and a half later. Dang, you know, dude, I wanted to go so bad to the Grand National Roadster Show, and I almost thought I was gonna go because, look, I remember um, you came down and I hit you up, and I'm like, "Yo, when, when's the model show?" And because I was on a Saturday when I hit you up and you were like, you told me like, oh, I'm going to go there for a little bit. But tomorrow is the actual thing. I'm going to be there all day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, because that Saturday I had it to myself. Like, you know, uh, uh, like I, I could just, you know, be I could have been there the whole day, too. You know, but right. my thing was I wanted to go to the model show. I wanted to get coverage. I wanted to hang out and everything. Uh, but then when you were like, nah, dude, like today's kind of like a chill kind of day for it. And then mm -hmm. I, I, I saw some photos and I only saw like a couple cars. So I was thinking like, nah, you know, I, I remember back then it is on a Sunday. It is the last day when yeah. everybody comes out and brings out their cars, displays them and everything. And I'm like, dude, that's like a fun day right there. 
to want to oh, go. Yeah. But but the Sunday I was already busy. Like I already had family plans and everything. And I was like, dude, I'm not gonna be able to make it, you know? Yeah. And, and that's when I was like, damn. So I wasn't able to get any coverage at all. I was bummed out about that, but I was able to at least see what you guys were posting up later. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we try I tried like I try to take photos of everything. I mean, you, you know, usually whether it's 70 models or 600 models i try to take a photo of everything and try to post it up there but yeah usually that that so the way that that operation works with the with that model show uh rusty price who i know you've met in the past um he's the one that that hosts that show and um usually uh al and myself will come out we'll make literally that's the grand national show when i come out for that that's literally the whole weekend from Friday all the way to Sunday. I mean, so Friday we were there all day, kind of helping Rusty set up. Um, nobody really shows up with the models on Friday because they don't want to leave their stuff there for, for two days. Um, but we're there. We help them set up. Plus, we can take photos of all the all the cars, all the one-to-one cars that are there. Um, for those of you that don't know, that the Grand National Roaster Show is a one-to-one car show with probably about 2,000 to 2,500 cars. Um, they have all the indoor buildings at the Pomona Fairgrounds uh, full. And then they on Saturday, they also have all the local guys come out and display all their, their cars on the outside parameter of the show, showgrounds. And it's a, it's a really, really cool show. I mean, just for that alone. But they also with the model show, yeah, some people bring stuff Saturday. Rusty will give them a pass to come back in Sunday. And then, but for those that just want to make it a one-day thing, come out Sunday, you know, registrations until noon, and then uh, enter your cars and you walk around while they're doing the judging, look at some real cars, and come back for the awards at the end of the day. (laughs) Man, that sounds dope. Man, that's pretty cool that, um, you know, Rusty was nice enough to hook you guys up with, like, passes, too, like, for for like the extra because mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah every day is like a fee right and the oral package you could get for the whole weekend pretty much um except for parking parking you have to pay for every time no matter what which yeah i don't know why but you know um but no with the with the tickets yeah you can either buy a one-day pass you can buy a three-day pass or like i said if you come out saturday for the model show Rusty will actually give you a pass to get another ticket to come back in Sunday. The only thing you have to pay for is parking. Mm-hmm. So there's no entry fee for the model show. Plus you get an extra day ticket to come back. So Damn. it's kind of, it's kind of worth it to go on Saturday. It's just mm-hmm. lately. A lot of people have just been coming Sunday for it. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, either way, I mean, it's a lot, the show, the overall show is a lot to take in in one day. I mean, there's so much stuff there. So I, that's why we usually try to make it make it for the whole weekend because you can take your time, look at everything, you know, get a lot of good reference photos for stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a variety of cars. I mean, you have everything from from customs to you know trucks to hot rods to um, muscle cars, what, whatever your your interest is. There's something there for you. Yeah, was there a, more of a, a presence more in lowriders now? Because I know there's been some, but like, I remember the first time I only saw, like, a few cars, but then little by little, I started seeing more and more cars being added onto the floor. Uh, on the one-on-one said, scale. 
for the for the one to ones. Yeah, yeah. This um, this year there was basically one building that had almost three quarters of of nothing but lowriders. Dang. And most of them were lifestyle, um, of course. Um, and then the other one, what was the other club? Um, it's been so long since I've been there. I don't remember all the clubs that are around anymore. But um, I forget. There was one other club that had a good presence there, too. But Lifestyle took up a good row and a half of, like of cars. Damn. Yeah. And, and they brought out some some new stuff that I'd never seen before and a lot of the older stuff. But, yeah, there was a couple a uh, couple 73 Caprices that I'd never seen before. Yeah, damn. And uh, they were they were pretty cool. Um, flaked out, patterned out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think the I think the presence is starting to come back around with them um, at the show. I mean, there was also a lot of other like individuals with low riders kind of spread out throughout the whole area on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's starting to come back come back a little bit more now. Yeah, but yeah, that that is a good show though to to see all the different styles of cars and get inspired, you know, um, because I remember in the past going and, and seeing like where, that room, that big room where all the vendors are kind of set up, like mm-hmm. you've got pamphlets and, you know, things of their companies and just seeing some cars where they're pretty much gutted and all you see is the engine or the interior and, yep. and, you're, and you're just, you're seeing all this like framework and just, different things that they're doing to these cars or that's like new and innovative. Right. Um, and and I could see how like you could just get in there and photograph like crazy. Uh, and, and that's, and that's the cool thing is, is they're not, you know, they're not like, no, don't take any photos. I mean, they, they let you basically walk all over the damn thing and, you know, take as many photos and up close stuff as you want. And the cool thing is too, is the following year, whatever that chassis was and chassis and motor was will actually be a finished product next, usually the following year. So it's pretty cool to see that the transformation from nothing to full, full build at the end of the day, at the end of the day. Man, did did you, uh, did you get any awards for this show? Yeah. For um, your builds? Not, not too bad. Uh, Two firsts, two seconds and, or no, two firsts, three seconds and the third. Oh, dope, man. Which which so, um which cars did you end up bringing for this one? So there was basically everything that I brought for uh NNL West, because I actually ended up leaving them at Al's house. Um, instead okay. of bringing them back and then two weeks yeah. later having to travel again. But I did bring out one um other one that I had almost finished for NNL West, but I decided to kind of call it at the end of the day. But I brought out a uh 41 Willis uh street rod for uh for the grand national show as well and that was a that was a big hit um again because of the color and the overall style of it but uh that took home a first place and then the uh purple 58 impala took home low rider first place so man that's dope i want to uh bring up a question here that uh i just noticed al posted um he wants to know uh any model that you built um would you want to build again? And if so, uh, would you add more detail to it? Like if you could just, you know, pretty much like revisit one of like a classic build, like something that you had fun with. Mm. And now, Um, now at the level that you're at now, knowing what, you know, which one is the one that you would go back in and redo? Oh man. That's that's some detail. 
Right. That's a that's a tough question, man. Um, because there there's a couple that I'd like to I would actually like to revisit. Um, so one of them is actually the seven uh, seventy Impala, the uh, the old AMT one, because that one's kicked my butt every single time I've tried to build one. Um, and I built one as a curbside last year, and I'd like to go back and do one as a full detail build, low rider you know, with a full engine detail, full, you know, setup, pump setup, all that. Um, what was the other one? I was trying to remember. There's another one. I can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head, but I think, uh, no, it was a fit. Uh, the 56 Nomad is another one. So I did that. Uh, I don't know if you remember the, the red and bronze one I did a few years ago. Um, it was a full street rod or hot rod build street machine build. And that one had a little issues with, with going together and stuff like that. And the detail was there, but at the end of the day, I would have liked to have added a little bit more and kind of even upgraded from what I did to that. So, but I think that's kind of a, honestly, it's kind of an open-ended question because there's every build you do, you want to try to <laughs> try to up your game and you always think you can do a little bit more. And then by the time you call it quits, it's like, yeah, I'll just do another one at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you showed me your ca this case where you have all these builds, mm -hmm. and you even have some collection pieces that you've purchased from other artists, other modelers. Do you mm -hmm. keep that there in that room, or is it kept somewhere else? No, that's actually uh, those cases are actually in the hallway. Um, oh, okay. I pretty much maxed out the. Uh, the space in this room yeah give us um, <laughs> a, a little tour of the room oh man let's see i try to keep it off the floor because the floor is a mess right now with everything but let's see let me flip it around here so so that's the collection um we got some posters some pictures up there some dedicated magazine photos uh from the magazine uh that's my little photo booth area right there where I take a lot of the photos. So yeah, it's not nothing fancy. Um, got the television there. Let's see the stash collection of kits. None of these are for sale. Just getting that out there. <laughs> um, and then this is just some of the awards that I have posted up in this room. And then a lot of the other awards are out uh, out in the hallway. We got a uh, scale by Snacks is Lambo up there. Uh, a drawing from uh, Armando Avila. And then just, you know, like I said, just some other stuff. So a few of my bikes that I built there. And then uh, overall is the workbench setup. Don't mind the mess. But I think that's everybody right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, the uh, the cases that I have um, out in the hallway, they're from uh, Carney Display, uh, Display Case or Display Plastics Company. And they're awesome. 24, they hold 24 cars a piece. Um, they have a mirror backing on them. They close, so they're, they're, essentially dust free um but i have two of those in the hallway that i do have photos on uh 
on uh, Instagram and I can send you some, some more photos too, Edgar, if you want. Um, but I'm actually working on making a, uh, basically a whole wall of those display cases. Cause I have enough models built that I could fill up probably another two or three of those. So, um, the next one I want to put up is actually going to be, you're mentioning the, uh, the builds from other, other artists. Um, I actually want to make that, uh, case just specifically for those builds since i've started collecting quite a few from uh a few different people over the last couple of years uh most recent ones being from uh david garcia who does all the bombs out in california um and then uh al actually al camacho uh great gratefully gave me one of his his builds as well to add to the collection so that's uh it's starting to grow <laughs> Man, that's dope. It, it's a trip. Like when you when you get like, you know, someone else's model and, and you know, you're I know that it's different from going to a show and you see the model. So you only mm -hmm. one where you just stare at it and you go, man, like, look at what they did. You appreciate what they did. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like they're adding their their it's almost like a part of their soul is in this car, you know? exactly like, like you see it and you go dude like he made this like he spent hours making this you know mm -hmm. it's it's crazy like that, that's an original piece right there oh yeah and and it, it it's the ones that i've gotten that i've pre either purchased or people were great gracious enough to to give them to me i never asked for anything i'm always willing to pay for them you know because i know me being a, a builder and an artist myself, I know what goes into these cars. So I, you know, you can never really put a price on them, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'm not, I never asked for anything for free because I know people have their heart, like you said, heart and soul into this stuff. And, but there's certain ones that people build that they just like, it's like, it captures me and it's like, damn, you know, that, that I know I can build that, but, to have something from from them so like for example uh david's uh the one i got from david garcia the uh 47 the green 47 convertible uh fleet line i don't know if you i don't know if you remember that one or not um that's the one i picked up from him uh because that car just wow oh the the overall build the overall style detail everything he put into it opening doors opening trunk it's just a, it's an awesome build, you know? And I just, when I saw it two years ago at Grand National, it spoke to me and I'm like, I asked him, I said, Hey, what, what do you want for it, man? <laughs> and he was a little, a little hesitant at first to sell it, but I made him, I made him an offer. He, he couldn't really pass up. So. <laughs> Damn, that's dope, man. Yeah. That's cool. Nah, it, yeah. it, it's crazy because I mean we we like our cars and you know we want to keep them and everything because we're we're happy and we're proud of them and, and all this time we gave in but I always feel like at some point when we reach that point of all right it's time to like pass it on you know like somebody else admires it even more that other person for sure is going to enjoy it a lot more. Oh yeah, and the thing is too is I've I've sold a couple of my builds in the past. Um, you know, I, there's, there's a couple I have in my collection that I won't get rid of, whether it's yeah. sentimental value, whether it's, you know, I built it for a specific reason, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I'm the same way. If, if, you know, the worst, worst somebody can say, or worst I could say is no, 
you know, but at, you never know until you try, or at least you ask, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, in some cases, it's kind of funny because the uh, the car that I got from Al was uh, that red '65 Impala that he built a long time ago, and mm-hmm. has actually kicked my ass at a couple shows, believe it or not, <laughs> in the lowrider class. And now, yeah, he, he decided to retire it and give it to me. So, oh, it's kind nice. Of, it's kind of like it's cool because it's it's like I you know I remember that build, but then it's also oh yeah that's right that build beat me out this year this year this year. like you know it's, <laughs> it's just kind of funny because it go it's 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 a lot of memories with it too yeah you know? oh that's cool I have a, a question from the chat room this is coming from Jake uh, he wants to know uh, how long does it take you to build a model Oof, another good question um. Really just depends on this on what I'm what I'm doing with the model. So I can I can knock out a build probably in about two weeks if I don't really add a whole lot of detail stuff to it. If I just paint, build, put it together. Um, but usually I don't have that much that amount of time anyway, since work keeps me so busy. Um, not like I used to, where I could build almost every day for like five, six hours a day. I'm lucky if I get maybe two hours a day now usually most of my times on the weekends um the average time for me right now is probably about two to three months honestly to get a one done from start to finish man that that's a that's pretty fast actually that's like a good amount of time i mean yeah it, it takes me longer now it feels like like six months or more well and and don't get me wrong man i have some cars sitting over here to my left that they've been in the works for the last two years. It's just, you, you get to a point where you either get burned out on it or, you know, you have that last, like I have a, I have a Cadillac, eighties uh, Cadillac low rider sitting here in a box. All I have to do is the hydraulic setup. Mm-hmm. That's a, the only thing I have left to do. And that's been sitting in the box for seven months. <laughs> Dang. You know, is- so you know because then you go through the process you see something else you want to build or you get an idea next thing you know you're mocking up five or six other cars yeah so whether it's intentional or not sometimes what you have working it gets kind of pushed to the back a little bit so yeah um or like for example for another show coming up here soon i'm building a uh i think i I put it on instagram a couple weeks ago that 76 caprice that uh, I'm working on that uh, that one kind of took the forefront because I'm building that for a show coming up here soon too. So, yeah. Do you know how, uh, like, I mean, I, I feel like we, we always find hobbies within the hobby. Like mm-hmm. you could have um, some modelers who maybe don't have the time to build, but they have the time to collect the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and part of like being part of the community um i guess it's kind of showing the stash right like oh, oh yeah all my stuff do you think um i don't i don't know if anybody said it but i've always wondered now is like maybe if mocking up is a is a thing like oh yeah <laughs> like just just like this, that's all i do all i do is i enjoy mocking up my cars primering them and that's it and then i mm-hmm. open up a new one and i get and i do all that and, and next thing you know, you have like 10 of them or more and they're all mocked up and you're like, dude, this is dope. And then you put them <laughs> away and then you just do another one. And they're like, yo, when are you going to finish your build? Nah, man, I, like this, this is my thing. 
I, I know a, a couple individuals like that, actually. <laughs> um, that all most of the time it's like, yeah, it's a prime, it's either primer or not primer, mocked up. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. Hey, what happened to that build like six weeks ago? You were working on, oh, I started this, I started that. What the, f- <laughs> you know, come on, man, finish at least, at least get it to a halfway <laughs> point before you start yeah. doing something else. But yeah, yeah, you know, again, I mean, I'm, I'm one to talk because, like I said, I got about five or six actually more projects than that sitting here, yeah, you know, and it's just. I'm constantly, my, my problem is I'm constantly getting new ideas either just out of my head, or if I see something on Facebook or Instagram or just on the internet, hell, if, even if I see something driving by, you know, it's like, I get an idea in my head and, you know, it's, it it makes it hard to try and stick to one thing because I get to a point and it's like, okay, I got to let that dry or I got to let that sit. I can't just sit and wait for it. I got to, you know, work on something else. So yeah, it, it's almost kind of a sickness in a way, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> it, it, it is. It's funny that you say that a hobby within a hobby. Cause yeah, I do know a few people that are like that. <laughs> yeah. And then once you start adding, like, you know, you ex- start expanding your horizons, right. It gets even mm-hmm. more crazier. Cause you're like, Oh, I want to do this style. And I want to do this style. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm now I want to do a motorcycle or I want to, you know, do, mm-hmm. and you have like just so much like in front of you. Oh, like, yeah. That you're like, God dang, how am I going to get through this? Well, and, and then going back to, uh, you know, what Alex said earlier, is there is there another bill that you want to go back and revisit? I think uh, the other part of that question, the other answer to that question is, yes, there is. But because I want to build it in a different style yeah so like for example we were talking about the impalas pretty much every impala i've done 63 or 64 has been a lowrider so i do want to go back and do one as like a like a hot rod or a street machine mm. car you know yeah. i did a you, you remember the uh the gray gray and red 62 that i did mm-hmm. that that was a that was a street machine build yeah. and you know i, I think it's that's also goes with that question because there's a lot of stuff I want to go back just just for the fact that I want to do a different style with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I I have a couple of uh, like '67 Impalas, like the mm-hmm. AMT, and the the first time that I got my hands on one, it was back when I was in high school, and this had to be probably like I don't know if it was like '97, '98, the year, mm-hmm. and I I mean I still have the model, but when I built that model. It was just rattle can and it was just the box stock. <laughs> like I just used every everything that came with the kit, right? Because I was like, my mm-hmm. challenge, I'm gonna try to use every little part. And and I kept the car, but it wasn't really like like I, I like it. I like I admire it more now. But mm-hmm. then when I went back to do another 67, this one was more like, all right, now this was gonna be a lowrider style. Mm-hmm. And I have both of them like together and, and I appreciate like the, the two styles, but I, but when I see the lowrider one, I do see like the, the kind of work that was put into that one too. Right. Uh, especially like, you know how, like in the hood of that one, it, it comes with the chrome piece that goes on the hood yep. and I yep. had to like, like fill that in and sand it smooth and get it and flatten it out just so I don't get to use that like chrome piece that goes on the hood. 
and <laughs> and you know just just having to like lower it and 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 do other things to it that I go damn right. like but then again it, it's like I wish I could have done that with like you know even like a 64 Impala um mm-hmm. like traditionally oh I'm gonna always do it lighter but it'd be kind of cool to do it a different style yeah and, and that's the thing too is if you not only you do one in a one style but not only do you get comfortable with that but then people get used to seeing that oh it's another impala done in a low rider style mm-hmm. whereas if you switch it up and do something like a street machine or something okay let's say let's say uh chaz is 64 that he did they put a 2jz motor in okay long uh, a few years ago but um something like that you do something different that people don't expect and it stands out you know so so like for example with the harley with the harlequin truck i mean nobody would have expected that with an f100 you yeah no nah, so, it's always like a solid paint job like either all black or you know it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like what you're expecting to see with right like all, all the time um I want I wanted to bring something up because I, I've noticed it's making a lot of noise right now, especially out in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if you've seen, um, you know, like uh, like Lazy Modeler out in Australia that does the masks, the mm-hmm. flame masks. Yeah. Um, he's been promoting and and like even like slowly models. All, all these guys, um, they came out with the the DDA, uh, the model kits. Yes, I have and, seen and like watch one of them i have a photo in front of me i'm gonna read it out the the holden uh i think it's the kingswood four door and Mm -hmm. i i mean there's what like four different versions or or three something Um, like yeah something like yeah but it's like what's your opinion when you saw it like it's a new it's like something new i mean people out here are trying to get their hands on this yeah and and it's because it's never been done let alone i think in general but in the states here something that nobody has something that nobody's seen so it's 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 a cool subject matter that you know especially over there i think those are those are the cars that they like to put in the real big motors and you know uh was it the summer nats summer nationals they have over there the one-to-one show where they put those big motors in those cars and do crazy crazy burnouts and stuff like that <laughs> you know it's so it, it's a cool subject matter and i mean i've yet to i've been i, I want to get one i've seen them and it it caught my eye and it's like okay that could be something kind of cool different unique you know yeah so it's cool that they're coming out with that stuff because like i said i don't think it's ever been done before yeah and, now, and, and, and that was the thing like I was talking to Casey about it, like, yo, what's up with these cars? Because I, I keep seeing them, you know, they're being promoted out there and everyone's like, yo, like, I want to get one. And and uh, Lazy Mauler is selling them. So it's like people yeah. are, are copying them and, and it's dope because I could already see it's it's exciting when you, you see a new subject matter, especially when you start seeing it now being created and at tables. And eventually, like first, you know, you you work with what you have in front of you, right? With the kit, and then you add your flair to it. But then eventually, right. what's going to happen once people start um, adding 3D parts to it? And then, oh, let's let's wide body this thing, or let's do this, or let's do that. And I was exactly. even telling Casey, it kind of gives me like a like a like an old school, uh, like you could go bozuzoku, like Japanese style, uh, like the old school, like the the Ken Mary, 
Yeah. Um, or even exactly. like a skyline, like like a 70s like kind of style. Like mm-hmm. the shape of the body. I don't know. I was just like, dude, like these look pretty cool, pretty rad. Yeah, it it, it opens opens the door for so much potential with them. And and like I said, I've got ideas in my head that I've come up with already after just seeing photos of them and stuff. And you know, so hopefully I can get my hands on one of them and maybe kind of add my own little little touch to it. But you know, it's it's cool to see that stuff coming out, man. I mean, that's what we we need right now is just kind of some of some of this new stuff coming out that nobody's ever seen before. You know, or that's not as popular over here in the States. Yeah, not. Yeah, I feel like, you know, obviously, like Instagram is going to be like or even Facebook will be those first stages where you start to see uh, the models being built because Mm -hmm. it it feels like, you know, whoever's there first. Like I just saw like earlier, Casey just posted he got his hands on his, Mm -hmm. his copy. And I'm sure everyone else is waiting on their copy to get it in the mail. And it's one of those things, the excitement of like, let's do the mock-up on this, you know, checking everything out. And then, you know, it's almost like for some people, it might be the race, like who's the, who's going to be the first to actually like get it done and get it like, like posted, you know? Yeah. And and then later it just, it's going to become accessible, like um, coming to the States. Like now I just feel like, you know, obviously the global market, like everything is being more accessible. You're able to get parts. You're able to get this from, from different regions of, exactly. of, of the world. And, and now it's like, we all have contacts and friends in different parts of the world that if they're like, Hey, if you can't get it over there, don't worry, I could get it here and then I'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. you know? So that that's, that's always like a neat thing right there. But I, I do see um, like, a, a lot of promise, a lot of future within those cars that are going to be oh, yeah. from from out there. Yeah, definitely. And and kind of like what you're saying too. One of the ideas I had was kind of like the like the Ken Mary style Liberty Walk stuff because it just for me it, it it lends itself that like you said that body style to to do that and you know. But then again, too, I also lean to, to the other side of putting a big motor in it like they do over there in Australia. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's it's cool, man. I mean, hopefully, like I said, hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on one. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I could already <laughs> uh, I was telling Casey, I could already imagine uh, like Cam Kiwi Hobbies. Yep. Getting his hands on, <laughs> on one and putting a huge engine on there. Mm hmm. I was just like, what? He just did that with uh, one of the latest ones. he did. I forgot what it was. It was a small compact car and he put a big, big ass motor in it. <laughs> You know? <laughs> but that's that's his style though man that's his flair yeah yeah you know? and, it, and it's cool to see that because you know he's going against the grain of what a lot of people would do to most of those cars you know that they, they call it blasphemy and no i call it it's model building do whatever you want you know so it's cool to see that man it's really cool to see that yeah man i mean i i want to see i want to see some posts soon i, I have a feeling within the the coming months we'll, we'll start seeing some posts with those cars from out oh, there. Yeah. and i mean it, it must be must be exciting because i mean those are cars that they must have seen at some point i know like for us you know we we get to see like cars that were made in america and like we see these kits all the time that it's almost like we take it for granted we're just like oh yeah there's another kit right release right right but 
like to be able to be like dude like they're gonna bust out that car or like what like mm-hmm. that must be pretty cool yeah and, and like like you're saying it just it kind of gets the creative mind going because you've never seen something like something like that before and it's like oh what can i do to it or what what like how can i add my flair to it you know and it just it makes it makes for a really interesting subject piece you know and that's that's what i like because i like the more unique kind of obscure you know stuff like that yeah and as far as like like kits you know that you have like in your collection has there ever been like a kit that you've you you know you've started it and then you had to put away because maybe that spark or just you know the idea that you had for it just kind of went away because you're focusing now on something else but going back and every time you're you're sorting through your stuff and you revisit it like you open it Mm -hmm. um, do you ever feel like man i should just get rid of this kit because i'm not even gonna like like this is like, (laughs) like a dead project let's say or do you go no i'm gonna hang on to it because there might be some you know i might finish it down the road at some point oh which one do you want me to point to on the back wall over here um <laughs> no i'm just i'm just kidding. Um, yeah i've uh i've run across both situations um i have man i have a couple builds that have been brought out put back brought out put back and it's like Am I ever going to finish this? Do I want to finish this? Um, I think the longest one I have right now is an S10 model that some people have been trying to get off of me because they're asking if I'll ever finish it. But it's been almost 15 years, I want to say. And it's been off and on, put back and forth in the box. I take it out, look at it, change the wheel ideas, mock up on it. And it's still, it's like, I don't know. You know, it's just I have the interest in it, but then I don't. I have a couple other builds that it's like, yeah, and I've actually ended up selling because of that reason. I was like, no, you know, it's time to move on. I just I don't have the idea or the idea that I had doesn't make sense to me anymore or doesn't it doesn't flow with what I originally wanted to do with it. So I've sold a couple projects in the past for that reason, but. You know, we we all have, I think I have about three or four builds like that, you know, that are just sitting there waiting. And a couple of people know that have been to the house that I've shown a few of them. They're, they're asking me, when are you going to bust out that certain one or this one? It's like, no, the world ain't ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? It, yeah, it's a trip because I've talked to Cam about this. And you know how like once in a while Cam will post like, you know, either he's selling a car or he's selling like various collection pieces of like wheels mm-hmm. and, and different parts, right? Yep. And and we've had a conversation about that regarding like, you know, when is it when is it time to let go of stuff? You know, and and I was expressing to him, you know, that there has been uh certain bills that I had started some years back because my focus was on that, but now it's kind of like, it's changed, now I'm into something else. Mm-hmm. And, and even like, when I look at the build, like I do remember, you know, where I was at at that point, but then I just, I don't know, part of me is kind of like, I don't know if I even have the energy to just continue it to really like do it justice where the idea I had originally. So 
I feel like this kid's done for me. Like it's time for me to just like move on from it, like sell it or or trade it or, or whatever, you know, just because right. every time I have it, like, let's just say in my, in my closet with all my other bills, every time I see it, I'm just thinking about it. And it's almost <laughs> like, like, dang, like that's that one that I never got to finish. And it's just, it's just time to let go. And, and he was telling me his perspective and I was like, yeah, you're right, dude. Like, cause I was, you know, like, kind of like, is it hard for you to get like, let go of stuff? And, you know, and for him, you know, he, I, I feel like he's, I mean, he's an artist, but he's also like enjoying what he does. You know, he's yeah. getting in um, a new subject. He's doing the ideas he has in his mind. He's executing them. And then mm-hmm. it's like, it's time to go on to the next and to the next. And it's a constant learning to the point where he goes, you know what? I think I'm just going to sell it because I know somebody else is going to enjoy this. And, right. and, it, and it's like selling like your art pieces at that point. Oh yeah, definitely. And I actually have a couple of uh, cam stuff too. <laughs> and that's still as a matter of fact, but um yeah, I I totally get what he's saying. I mean, and it's cool cuz he's into so much different you know hobby aspects. So he's into the cars, he's into the figure painting, he's into you know the uh I forget what that style is like, with all like the machinery type stuff, you know, um apocalyptic stuff whatever you want to call it but i think that that's what makes it makes it cool and makes it easier to okay it's time to like start let's let's move this stuff on that way we can start fresh with this with this stuff you know um i kind of do the same way every now and then you'll see me you know divert from cars and i'll go to military stuff or i'll go to figures or whatever i just don't do it as much as as the car stuff but it, it kind of helps break up the monotony of that and makes it easier to to do you know everything that we do i think so yeah man that's dope um i wanted to ask you what are your future plans for this year i mean i, I know uh, i wanted to actually plug in the show uh that's coming up for may 7th the socal mm-hmm. open are you mm-hmm. planning and are you going to be out here for that Ooh, okay. So that was a tough one, man. When I heard the dates for that show, because uh, actually, unfortunately, I won't be. Um, I'm actually going to be in Salt Lake City for the GSL. Yeah. Which, which uh, I know Art. That's the reason Art turned it over to uh, Dedicated this year, because I know he's going to be out there for that. But um, Al and a couple of the other guys from MCBA, we talked about it, and I think we're going to try to uh, head all head up there and for the last i've never been to gsl before Mm -hmm. and when i heard it was the last one i'm like no i gotta at least try to make it make it to it one time in my life and yeah and i it sucks because i wish i could make socal i haven't been to that show since 2011 i think it was yeah um way before art i think even before art took it over but um you know and and it's a cool one man because i like how it's kind of been revamped and everything and i wish I wish I could, but unfortunately that weekend, yeah, that's, that's going to be taken up with Salt Lake, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy how it's lined up though. Like in that date, cause you know, the SoCal open is lined up with a one-on-one a scale car show that right. they do annually. And it just happened to, you know, be chosen 
on that date. And then, you know, out there, they're doing that show too. But over mm-hmm. there, it's it's more days. It's like, what, a Thursday to like a Sunday? Yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's four days. Um, you can enter all the way up until, I think, either Friday night or Saturday morning. I'm not yeah. quite sure. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a major show. Apparently, you know, if you take fourth place, I guess they go all the way down to fourth place. If you take fourth, it's an honor, you know? So I've, I've heard it's very critically judged and I've, they've, they Mm -hmm. go down to the real fine stuff. So I'm also curious to see how I, how my stuff would do out there. You know, I mean, cause I've, I've done quite a bit of shows, as you know, all over the country and, not not any one show is the same when it comes to judging so yeah. it's uh it's gonna be cool i mean i think i think it'll be a good time um like i said i'm not quite sure what to expect um but at least just to see the amount of talent that's gonna be out there the amount of artists and builders that that come to that show i mean there's gonna be stuff there that I've only seen pictures of, and I can only imagine what it looks like in person. You yeah, know, I, I wonder, uh, my question would be to them is like, why are they ending it now? Like, why is it, why is it ending? Yeah. That that's the one thing I'm, I'm curious about myself because that was a, I think this is going to be like the 31st or 32nd show they've had. Yeah. And it used to be every two years. Cause it was actually supposed to be done in, uh, was it 2021 or 22, something like that. And because of all the pandemic stuff and whatnot, they decided mm-hmm. to push it back to this year. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I always thought it was a strong, strong running show, but mm-hmm. as with anything nowadays, we, you know, it's getting harder and harder to keep stuff going. It seems like, even if you have a lot of members or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Cause you know, I, I feel like almost like, it's no different from a business. Like you have businesses that last, let's say 20 years, 25 years, if they make it to 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, they're done. Like, that's it. Right. And, and it's almost um, like there wasn't any planning to pass the torch on to somebody else, you know? And yeah, I mean, exactly. I really, you know, we really, at this point, we don't know the reason of, of why it's ending, but I hope that you know, I hope it's not because, you know, everyone who's like, let's say doing the judge, you know, organizing is basically like, I'm done. I, I want to retire from this. I don't want to do this anymore. It would be right. cool if they had like, you know, some kind of, you know, obviously like guidelines and things that they could school the next generation to, to, you know, take the torch. Um, oh, yeah. That's, that's, that, that's really like hardcore about it. That's like, no, nah, like we got this, like this could keep going on, you know. Um, exactly. I mean, it's tough, like, to find that group set of people, but I feel like beforehand getting those people involved, they see the future where they go, yeah, like, we need to keep this going on. You know? Yeah, and, and that's what I think. I mean, I, I would hope, you know, there's more stuff, more people like that that want to take over. But I also know, too, it's a lot of work to – say one take over a show and let alone keep it going because you know the 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 cost of venues the cost of Mm. awards all that stuff i mean i know there's a lot that goes into it and i know a lot of people that put their own money up for it yeah i I was uh i was tripping out when uh when i was interviewing roy uh 
Mm-hmm. You know, speaking about NNL West, and he was just, you know, breaking down some history from back then of his involvement and, you know, being part of it and everything. But to the point where it's like they have to they have to front the money for the venue mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Right. And then and it's almost like, all right, you, you, you put it all there on the line and you have to be patient to, oh, yeah. to get that back, you know, and then to pre-plan for the following year and so forth so um i mean i could see that also wearing out on someone you know oh um, yeah definitely definitely well yeah. but then damn this is four days and obviously this is like a big a big deal you know from what i've heard it's like some people say like yo this is like the super bowl of model shows <laughs> yeah in a sense in a sense i've and, heard the same thing because i mean if you look at some of the uh some of the past winners of the that won the, the best of show there, you're talking guys that have 10, 12, 13, if not longer years in one build. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're talking, you know, you put the key in the damn thing and it'll actually start up. I mean, that's how crazy some of the stuff gets. Damn. You know, so that that that's the thing. It's just it, it brings it's been the number like one of the biggest shows in the country for the longest time. But mm-hmm. like you said, at four days, let alone one or two, you know, the yeah. cost for that and everything else, who knows? I mean, it, it's enough. It could be a number of factors, but yeah. either way, I'll, I'll be, it'll be cool to at least get to experience it once. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just be there, you know, obviously, you know, bring your builds and then, but be a spectator too and observe exactly. like, like everything you know i wonder how it's going to be like the last day like when it ends like you know if people if some people are going to be a bit emotional that have been running it or or that right. end every year that they've been like this is almost like a tradition to them right and, and it's just like it's done you know yeah it's um, who knows man i'll I, like i said we'll we may have to do a, a post or a podcast after that for yeah. That'll <laughs> be, that works, yeah, you know, man. I hope I hope you get footage too. And stuff. oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll uh, take a bunch of stuff, but that that's one of the that's one of the shows coming up. There's also quite a few more this year that I got in the works. So yeah, um, hate to say it, but I think this year might be one of the, one of the last years for a while that I'm doing as many shows as I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I might kind of be slowing down next year just for, just for a few, few reasons, but yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a toll, man. I mean, it, oh, you know, people, sure. people, you know, they, they, uh, they're like, man, you go here, you go there, this and that. Yeah. But the cost and the, the mm-hmm. you know it just takes a toll on you after a while the flying you know? and just waiting and all mm-hmm. this stuff yeah dude I, I i it does for sure and i mean if anything i mean it, it's good to take that break because you you also need to hit hit that refresh button you know you have exactly. to kind of just showing your area and everything and then finally uh when you when you decide to come back you're gonna have that excitement again of like you know doing the flights and, and going everywhere, traveling. Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, dude, it, it definitely wears you out. You get tired out for sure, like doing all this uh, stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, I enjoy going, seeing everybody and, you know, hanging out because 
hell, I mean, I don't get to see most of y'all except for once a year. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a lot that happens in that time frame. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I, I narrowed it down next year to probably about two or three major shows for the year. Uh-huh. One of one of the one of those being Grand National next year. But um, there, because there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of smaller shows in between like these major ones that I do that I either drive to or, or can go to within a weekend. But at the same time though, man, it's the same concept. I mean, you're taking away, you know, a good majority of your time, your weekend. And, you know, yeah. I, like I say it's just me and my wife, but at the same time, I mean, you know, we, we want to go out and do, do a few things too. And not just. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. Cause so. it, cause like maybe those plans you guys have, might land in a week has always landed like when you're going to a show you know mm-hmm. and you're like all right maybe it's that time that we don't do that because we gotta like do our own thing you know exactly and that, that's kind of funny because at the at the beginning of the year she always asked me she's like all right so when are your show dates for this year so i can mark them down and we can plan <laughs> around all that and it's like yeah oh damn. Well, she but i mean and like i've said before she's very supportive of what i do mm-hmm. and everything else but at the same time it's like okay maybe i should kind of cut back a little bit and you know maybe we can start doing a few more traveling of our own that's not model hobby related so (laughs) you know but um but yeah as far as this year goes there's there's a few other big shows and a few other small shows i mean hell i'll be at at a show next weekend so you know it's uh it's crazy man but yeah it's it's still fun. I still enjoy it, whether or not, whether it takes a toll on me or not. So <laughs> no, yeah. And um, yeah, because we, we that show's coming up for us out here, you know. Um mm-hmm. I won't be able to go to the GSL, but I know that at least through spirit, you know, through you guys be there for sure. I'll be checking that out. Um yeah, I'll be over here, uh, you know. Um, it's not too far from the house. So I'll be checking that out and I'm just excited to see like what people bring out to the tables and whatnot, you know? Um, And, and as far as like from that show, there's still like a couple more shows I'm planning on doing for the year. And that's going to be it for myself. So Mm -hmm. definitely SoCal open. Uh, Then there's the orange con that's going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the, uh, the the show that goes on at the NHRA museum in November. Yeah, the, um, uh, was it Spirit of Speed? Show? Yeah, that's Something the one. Like that. yep, yeah, yep. That, that's one that I've I've kind of kicked around going to. You know, just because I it's a, it, to me it's always looked like a cool show, but you know, I, it, it's it's the factor of kind of weighing it out because is it worth spending all the money for going out there and you know. Mm you know turn around and coming back but that's one that's been on my radar too maybe just to hit it at least once you know yeah and uh plus you know california is usually nice around that time of year so it's not as cold as it has been is or as it is here in november so yeah yeah <laughs> no yeah dude and yeah those are those are gonna be like those few and then just kind of kind of chilled it, it's a trip because in the past I've kind of said, oh, I'm only going to do like one or two shows or, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I, I now, you know, just getting that feel of of being a part of these shows and vending and like talking with people and then, you know, just seeing people get excited when when they see your setup or, or even just what they see on the table. 
um it, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do this a little more um right. set up and like just bringing stuff and try to try to dial in as to like what is it that people want you know right okay. that's always kind of the the challenge but but it's been cool though like no pressure like i i just feel like you know like i'm here and it's cool no expectations you know nothing crazy well, like, and, i just want to have fun you know right and I, and I think it's cool too that you know you're getting out to more of these shows now people are seeing getting to see you in person getting to know the scale riders brand more you know than what just online because they're getting yeah to, talk with you and like you were just at a it was, was at the model, model fest. fest yeah yeah because yeah, i used to go to that one too when i when i lived in cali and you know it's a smaller show but i mean it was always cool to see the vendors and stuff and just you know a lot of people that don't go to these other other big shows that you know you get to talk with and you know it, it's always a cool time seeing seeing set up at small shows like that and yeah. it's cool to see you getting out like I said, getting the scale riders out more than just online too. So yeah, no, yeah, because it, it it was like important for me. Even um, you know, had a had that conversation, you know, with my with my family, with my fiance, as far as like getting that support, mm-hmm. you know, being able to like get days off of work from my day job, and then also planning out like what shows I'm gonna do. So this way, you know, I could. Because normally the the days that the shows are on, those that's like the time when I'm with my family, you know. Yeah. So yep. they ha- had to plan out, like you know, it's not like these shows are constant or they're back to back, but I do want to be there, you know. Mm. I want to come out and 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 you know they they know you know if especially if I have this idea this plan of like I want it to grow, I want the brand to grow and everything, you know, I I have to like be able to, you know be out there and do these things too because oh, yeah. I, I feel like it's challenging if i just keep myself online and and i'm just like not there or or no one knows like who the person is behind you know right. the, cur- the curtain or whatever you know <laughs> like all right yeah. what's going on here exactly i mean you know get get your face out there yeah. you know converse with people and stuff and it makes uh makes for a good uh better business venture i guess you know yeah Nah, yeah dude and um you know before we wrap up this episode because um i know it's, i know it's late on your end dude and i, I want to <laughs> thank you too i want to thank you for taking the time to be on uh, the, no, on, on no the podcast because it, it's dang you're what two hours ahead right From yeah me. it's about uh 140 out here in the morning so yeah but as as we talked about before i you know went to bed at five this afternoon and got about six hours of sleep so i'm <laughs> i'm I'm good because uh, you know a lot of my co-workers are like you're doing what at midnight yeah. you know because <laughs> i i basically let's see it's 140 so about two hours or so i'm going to be heading to work so Damn. you know it's it, it's all good so <laughs> Dude, I, I still remember um like with my friends you know being being out in Oxford and we're like yo let, let's go to a show in la Mm-hmm. And, and these shows will start like at 10 p.m. And we'd go, we'd go see like some performances, some DJs and stuff. And we'd stay there till the show would end at like 2 a.m. So <laughs> after 2 a.m., we'd go get food, whatever was open, right? Right. Food, whatever. And 
and that and we would be talking and kicking it that was a whole another hour by the mm-hmm. time we're leaving la all right let's go back to oxford that's another hour and 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 would be going and now it's like four in the morning we're barely getting into town and my fr- i remember one time my homie's like you know what dude just we were pulling into like Camarillo before you get to Oxford. He's like, right. Just, just exit right here. Just drop me off at my work. And we're like, are you for real? He's like, yeah, just drop me off. He's like, people are, because the people are there are work. That place they're working like 24 seven, like right. shifts. And he's like, what's the point of me going home? Because I'm going to have to come back anyway. And we were like, right. well, are you going to get a ride? He's like, no, nah, trust me. I'll get a ride home from someone at work. Like, it's not a big right. deal. He's like, I'm already going to, I'm going to have to go in within the hour or whatever. So we were That's like, crazy, man. Dude, you're crazy. So we dropped him off. And yeah, it, we took it, off. It's, it's funny, man. I mean, you know, it's a, like I said, I, you know, I, I'll be going in a couple hours here, but you know, it's no big deal for me because it's going into a Friday too. So yeah, and it's pretty, pretty laid back, but yeah, I remember doing that too. We you know, when I used to uh, build over at Anthony's house, man. You know, you get there at like five, six in the afternoon, in the evening, build there, chop it up, whatever, go grab a bite. Next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's like, yeah, holy crap, man, where'd the time go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even and even when it's that late, you still chop it up even more and time goes even more. Exactly. You know, we 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 have a I've been out, you know, St. Louis now for 10, 10, 11 years now. And they, they have this thing called, it's called the Midwest goodbye, where you say goodbye. And then an hour and a half later, you're still talking, you know? <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny, you know, All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's been fun, man. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I always enjoy doing the podcast and stuff and you know, it don't, it don't matter. I make it work either way. <laughs> All right. on, man. That's cool. Do you want to uh, give any shout outs before we go? Uh, well, just shout out to everybody out there in the model community, man. Um, just, you know, keep doing your thing, guys. And, you know, I'll sure I'll run into a few of y'all at a couple shows coming up here soon. Uh, like I said, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Texas at the end of the month. So shout out to you guys out there because I'll see see a few of y'all here soon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, just shout out to you, Edgar. Again, I appreciate everything, man. And, uh, you know, this was fun. I always enjoy uh always I always enjoy doing this. So right on man. No, well thank you, Wes. Um and thanks for coming on and, and also the shout outs to everybody that's uh been tuned in throughout the podcast. Uh yeah, definitely you know, checking this out and um appreciate you know, everybody there. <laughs> and I'll I'll link uh Wes's uh Instagram onto this post when once the episode's on. But if you guys want to check them out also, it's at Wes underscore S underscore scale builds. So make sure yes, you sir. check them out on there. So uh, this is 65 Lokes signing off uh, episode number 206 with my guest, Wes Alazar. All right, man. I hope you have a All good right. night and everyone else uh, have a good night as well. Peace yep. out. You too. Later, guys. Peace. Later. Bye.